welcome to the Become a Writer Today podcast with Brian Collins. Here you'll find practical advice and interviews for all kinds of writers. Hi there, this is Brian Collins and welcome to the Become a Writer Today podcast. And in this week's interview, I caught up with somebody who's more commonly known for a pursuit that's got almost nothing to do with writing. His name is Timothy Sykes, and he is a well-known day trader who teaches students how to become rich millionaires by trading penny stocks. Now, you're probably wondering, what does any of this have to do with writing? Well, Timothy has actually built up a successful business using content marketing and social media marketing. In other words, he creates helpful videos, writes blog posts, and tells stories about his business, his work, and also about his charity, Karmagawa, on social media. So I was interested to learn a little bit about how Timothy does this. But before we get into the interview, here's a quick personal update. Right now, I'm reading a fantastic book by Dolores Kearns Goodwin called Team of Rivals. And it's a book all about how Abraham Lincoln came to be one of the greatest presidents of the United States and how he put together his cabinet. And it's actually a book that inspired Barack Obama. And I'm reading this book because I found myself lately reading more and more history books, trying to make sense of how other people accomplished what they did. And what I find when I read books like this informs my nonfiction writing in unusual ways. In other words, sometimes I might come across an interesting story or anecdote or even a metaphor that I can use or refer to in an article that I'm writing. It's a little bit harder to do that with history books, of course, but I also like to read business books. And one of the business books that I've just finished is Shoe Dog by Phil Knight. And it tells the story of how he set up Nike. And my biggest takeaway from that book is just how difficult it was to start a business years ago. In other words, as creatives, we have access to a lot more tools and technology to simplify starting a business. Let's say you want to write and publish a book, for example. You don't need to keep any stock in your house and you can buy all the software and tools that you need to write and publish your book for just a couple of hundred dollars. And using crowdsourcing sites like Readsy or Upwork, you can find and work with an editor and book cover designer, and then you can upload your book to Amazon and publish it. Years ago, you'd have to worry about things like inventory or getting a book deal and so on to do any of this. And when I was reading all about the challenges that Phil faced when he set up his business, I found myself feeling grateful for just how much easier it is for creative people to make a living online today. Now, all of that aside, let's get over to this week's interview with Timothy Sykes. He's one man who's also built a seven-figure business whereby he teaches students all about day trading. I wanted to understand how Timothy is using storytelling to grow his business, Profit.ly, and also his charity, Karmagawa. And if you look at any of his social media posts and Instagram and so on, you'll see that they've got tens of thousands of views, likes, comments, and shares. Timothy is also the author of An American Hedge Fund, How I Made Two Million as a Stock Operator and Created a Hedge Fund. And in this interview, he explains how he uses content marketing to build his businesses and promote his charity, what it takes to stand out on social media today, how he deals with online critics. And as somebody who trades in penny stocks, he's got more than his fair share of those. And why storytelling is every entrepreneur and creative professional's secret weapon. There's lots more we get into, but I started by asking Timothy to give me a bit of background about his business and his charity. Yeah, I mean, it's it, philanthropy is, is very crazy right now where there's a lot of negativity because people are like, you know, why do you talk about your donations? Why do you talk about the money? For me, it's like, 
I'm proud of it. You know, I want to show all of my donations, not just about bragging about how much money I'm trying to donate. It's about showing the money, you know, what it can do in this world and then inspiring other people. So as of right now, uh, my charity uh, community called Karmagawa has 54 schools built. Our goal is to build a thousand. But aside from just the 54 schools, for example, we have 17 schools built by my Instagram followers and Twitter followers who have seen me building schools. So I think it's important for us not just to donate money, but to share it and really utilize social media. So I've actually partnered uh, with this uh, great photographer. His name is Matthew Abad. And we created Karma Gawa, which is, you know, karma, you know, good karma. Gawa means to do or to make in Tagalog. And that is the Filipino language that my partner Matthew speaks. So we're basically making good karma. And we share all this through photos and videos on social media so that it gets more people involved. Because I'm frankly, you know, I'm, I'm, I've done all right in business, but I'm not rich enough to change the world. But now we have 500,000 plus followers on Karma Gawa on Instagram. Uh, we often get, you know, 100,000 likes. It's pretty crazy. So we're getting more people involved using this new technology. And how did you, you know, reach this realization or make this pivot in how you approach your businesses? I mean, it was just a gradual realization. I always talk about like my life. I show all of my trades transparently. So I just wanted to show my donations transparently. And then I started doing that. And, you know, I got initially some hate when it was the Timothy Sykes Foundation. We changed the name because it's not about me. It's about the community. And by showing all of these donations, showing these schools in the middle of nowhere, uh, we went down to South Africa. We did a documentary. Um, about how to save the rhino, because rhino really only have a few years left at the current rate. It's crazy. So it, it kind of just evolved naturally and organically. And now we have this great community of hundreds of thousands of people who are like, wow, show me more charity, show me more costs. So how could an entrepreneur uh, who's maybe running a slightly smaller business than what you're running do a little bit of what you've done? I mean, I think that everyone can just show what they're passionate about. You don't have to necessarily build schools or try to save the rhino. We're all pretty passionate about something. And there's usually a charity associated with that, like helping people get involved with art or singing or, you know, saving. There's a ton of different animals, like even like your local animal shelter uh, usually needs help or you can help feed, you know, the homeless or the poor in your area. And I think that you can really start to show that not just in a way that like celebrities who get like DUI show their charity work to like make them seem better, but to actually show, look, like we're all humans, we can all care. And there's a lot of negativity on social media. I think it's really a nice change to start showing some positivity. And I think that not only will it, you know, will it help you personally, because I'm frankly much happier posting this kind of content that I care about than, you know, some of the other stuff where I used to post like exotic cars where, okay, I have an exotic car, I like it, but I would post it repeatedly because I know that motivates my students to study my video lessons harder. I like my car, but at the same time, it's like kind of obnoxious. And that now I'm like, wow, this is much more me. So I think that everyone, no matter what business they're in or, or what they're passionate about, showing your true self and getting more people to not just like or comment. You know, I, I think we have to look at social media as more or less like creating a conversation. Because at first, my charity post did not get a lot of likes or comments actually kind of a lot of hate at first, like just do it quietly. Don't talk about it. I'm like, I don't do anything quietly. I'm just going to post about it. And now, you know, two, three years into my kind of social media postings about charity, it's really changed. And, and now we get many more comments and likes and DMs and everyone's just like, wow, I, I love this. I'm inspired. I want to help. And it's kind of cool. 
So do you put those postings up on your personal profile or on the charity profile? Yeah. So we have karmagawa.com, which is the website. We have karmagawa on Instagram, which is like the biggest thing. So that has the most social media followers. And then I just usually repost karmagawa. But I mean, it's, it's all interlinked. The key is that my whole trend, I mean, you can go through Timothy Sykes on Instagram and you can see the trend change from my old posts, which were kind of obnoxious, but they were very good for me as a teacher, getting people to study harder. Now, you know, I'm still getting people to study, maybe not as much because frankly, like I'm so overwhelmed with students. It's a good problem to have. Now I get to focus on what I'm really passionate about. So I, I repost Karmagawa. We also just did a documentary on saving coral reefs. We went to six countries over seven months. I spent basically half a million dollars of my own money with no payback whatsoever. But for me, I wanted to share this kind of urgent problem. So we partnered with this videographer. His name is Amir Zakari. So I partner with different creatives And I think anybody can do that. You know, entrepreneurs aren't necessarily the best photographers or videographers. So find somebody who wants to, you know, tell stories using this new medium and then work together. You know, if you combine entrepreneurial money with creative freedom with social media, some amazing things really happen. So you're quite good at getting people's attention. And I think you touched on that there with the types of photos you are putting up on Instagram. So how could you know, somebody gets some attention for philanthropy. Like I, I noticed, for example, you had an interesting picture of a giraffe. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's no exact science. Um, I think that you really just have to talk about it. You know, for me, the, the pictures and the videos are nice, but it's, it's more about the caption. Like I explain what's happening to giraffes because giraffes just got added to the endangered species list. And very few people know about that. Uh, we don't realize, you know, basically half of our coral reefs have died in the past few years. And at the current rate, we're going to have no more coral reefs in the next few decades. So just explaining everything and, and using the internet to do a lot of research, showing maybe one photo or one video, or now, you know, Instagram has a slider so I can use a few different photos and few different videos and kind of make a collage and tell the story. And now social media, I mean, just with all the the shares, I think that's the most impressive thing. You know, with our Rhino video, uh, we had 30 million views, but we literally had like 6 million shares. So it just created this viral loop that just kept going. And more and more people were shocked about it. And the DMs were insane. And, you know, everyone just wants to help. This is the beginning stages. You know, we're not going to save any animal from extinction right away, but it's getting people involved. And especially with the younger generation, you know, that's what social media is. And it's our, frankly, our younger generation, our children and our children's children who are going to have to deal with a lot of the consequences of what's happening right now. So you're a day trader, a teacher, and you also are engaged in philanthropy. So I'm just curious for somebody listening to this, how could they you know, allocate their time so that they can spend a little bit on philanthropy and a little bit on something creative and a little bit on you know, a business pursuit? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's all about multitasking. So when there's no great stock trade, I'm traveling or I'm like working on charity. Sometimes the things clash. It's not an exact science. But I just want more entrepreneurs to really kind of be more citizens of the world. You know, Karmagawa is this community where it's like we can all do something in our local area. It doesn't matter how much money we have. It doesn't matter, you know, what we're really passionate about, like all animals, all of our environmental needs frankly, a lot of children and a lot of poorer people need our help. So it's just recognizing the opportunity that social media presents right now and doing your best. I mean, if you can donate $50 to your local organization and do a post about the local organization, they'll get some exposure. They'll probably get more exposure because you gave some money and then you know your followers and maybe your customers can also help. So it creates this whole kind of beautiful circle. It's not just about huge amounts of money or huge amounts of time. Start small, start testing stuff out. Do one Instagram post, tag Karmagawa, we'll repost you. 
I like that. I like that. So, so even if you're not necessarily running a, a business like you're running, you know, you could still do something with a bit more niche. Yeah. I mean, everyone can do it at their own level. You don't have to go full throttle. I mean, some people are like, well, Tim Sykes, you know, we can't always build all these schools. And I see these, these DMs and I'm like, I'm not saying you have to build a school, like donate a book to a child in need. You know, you can start very small, but for me, I started small. I kind of have an addictive personality. So I built one school. I wanted to build another and now we're building more. And then I realized I can't do this all on my own. It's not just about money. It's about getting, you know, everybody involved. So I partnered with a community of creatives and now they're really helping me tell the story better. I like that. And, and are there any kind of lessons you've learned about telling stories? Um, like you touched on it briefly there when you said about sliders on Instagram. Are there, are there any other takeaways? Yeah, I think just be, be real and be emotional and be kind of open-minded. Like a lot of people are very narrow-minded. They're like, how can, you know, the other political view think like this? They're evil. And it's, you know, this is democracy. This is, this is social media. And just try to, you know, take away feelings of hate or negativity towards anybody else and just explain the situation. I, I find that even, you know, a lot of my haters became fans or customers. You know, my first online hater wrote a blog post that said, Timothy Sykes is full of BS. We went back and forth in the comments. He became my first millionaire student. He now moderates my chat room. So I don't hide from my haters. I try to have conversations with them, try to figure out where they're coming from. And with charity, you know, I think pretty much everybody wants to save animals. They want a healthier environment. And it's just figuring out ways that, you know, we can attack these problems together. And then, you know, there's really some power in size and, and in voices, you know, like a lot of these companies just take advantage of the environment because it's more profitable for them to do so. But if enough consumers get together and start kind of unionizing, a lot of corporations are going to have some issues because they're going to say, whoa, we have a lot of people now complaining about, you know, the use of plastic or the use of chemicals. We might have to change. Otherwise, we'll have some boycotts and, you know, our profits will go down more because customers start saying no to the products as opposed to, you know, the, the slightly higher costs of being more environmentally friendly. Yeah, you touched on the size of your business there. So when I was looking at your business, like you rely heavily on uh, content marketing and creative work to, to find customers. And then inside your business, there's lots of things like the ebooks and over a thousand webinars and many videos and so on. So it seems like you spend a lot of time on creative work. So how much of the day do you spend creating versus, you know, day trading? I mean, it's all education. Like, it's kind of crazy how similar, you know, stock trading and, and building this charity has been because I'm creating a lot of content based around the facts and stats. You know, I trade penny stocks, which pretty much the whole world hates, but you don't even realize that you can actually bet against them. So everyone says, oh, penny stocks are all a scam. And I'm like, yes, many of them are. That's why I bet against them and you can profit from that. And it kind of opens people's eyes. And then with the charity, you know, opening people's eyes to the need for education and, and more environmentally friendly products. There's no exact science with like how I do it. I just start seeing different causes or I see different situations where there's misinformation. You know, when I see like a scam that's being promoted over and over again by different websites, my blood boils. It's not even about me making money on it. I just want to get good information out there. And when I see companies, you know, saying bad stuff about the environment or doing stuff that's going to harm the environment, I just want to get good information out there. It's actually the exact same thing. I mean, it's crazy that there's more hate towards charity than penny stocks because a lot of charities just kind of use money. They kind of try to look good. And for me, I actually want to change the world. I think that charity can change the world if enough people get involved and there's enough transparency. I think it's all about transparency. You know, I show every dollar that I make from trading. Um, I show every dollar that I donate to charity and I'm proud of it all. You know, I, I show my income tax returns and audits. I want people to see that, you know, I'm in this for the right reasons. And even if people are a little dubious at first, you know, 
once you start seeing how much I, I do content wise with watch lists, video lessons every day, I just gave a three hour webinar to my trading challenge students. Then I just did two charity posts about two other things. So I'm constantly just focused on what I'm passionate about and trying to get good information out there. Yeah, your many sites have uh, lots of really in-depth blog posts and articles and guides. And you touched there on all the videos that you create as well. What would you describe as your, your primary way of building relationships with your, with your customers and followers? Um, I mean, I, I just try to tell the story most accurately. Like video has popped up in the past few years and it's been a fantastic innovation. Um, I used to write a lot of blog posts as opposed to doing a lot of video lessons. So I use these tools and I just try to see what people get engaged with. You know, I, I think that's the future of social media and the future of business online, where it's not just about likes and comments. Like, how do you actually get people to care? And now I have, you know, a lot more dedicated students these days, even though my social media, my own personal social media hasn't grown, even though the charity uh, social media has grown. So it's, it's, it's interesting. It's not an exact science, but I do all of my own tweets. I do all my own blog posts and video lessons. I know a lot of like gurus, they kind of like farm it out. And to them, it's like a, a quantity game. Like they want as many customers as possible. For me, it's quality. I would rather take one dedicated student than, you know, a hundred bad students because that one dedicated student is going to utilize my lessons properly. They're going to create a great testimonial and it's going to lead to more students later on. And that's kind of been the, the motto that I've gone on used for, for charity. You know, when you really should take a look at my partner, uh, Matthew Abad's photos. His nickname on Instagram is Bad Boy, B-A-D-B-O-I. And he's very artistic, shoots a lot of different celebrities, a lot of different models, a lot of different, just different topics, but it's very much about art. And he might not get the most likes, but every single photo, every single video that he posts is very engaging. I, I don't know what the right word is. You know, it's just getting people to care about this stuff and using the technology to make that happen. Do you have an ideal early morning routine at the moment, Timothy? Um, it totally depends on what time zone I'm in. Uh, you know, I, I, I travel all over. Asia is very difficult for me because I'm trading stocks in the middle of the night. And then I'm, I'm trying to still do charity stuff. And I, I'm in Europe right now. So I get up usually around like 9, 10 a.m. I'm doing my watch list. The market opens around 3.34 p.m. So I'm catching up on emails and, and planning my charity posts before the market opens. I only trade usually the market open and the market closed for the first and last hour of the trading day. So it's not like I'm sitting at my desk looking for trades all the time. Okay. So, you, so the other part of the day you're spent working within your business or your charity? Yeah, I mean it's it's always working. I'm, uh, you know, we get a lot of influencers aboard these charity trips, so I'm also planning these trips. I'm travel agent too, so it, it never stops. I like that. I like that. And do you have any kind of productivity secrets that you rely on? Just be sure to get a lot of sleep. Sometimes I go without sleep, and then I get sick, and then I fall behind for two or three weeks, and it's terrible. Get a lot of sleep, hydrate, and and really try to focus on your health. You get more energy. You can get more stuff done that way. And, mm. and then just focus on your passion. You get an um, amazing amount of work done when you're so passionate about something and you don't just do it for the money. Too many people, I think, do it for the money. They're not really in love with their job. Mm, I like that. I like that. When you have to create one of these three-hour videos that you described, um, I'm just fascinated. How, how do you get in the, the right mindset for that and stay in that mindset? Um, I mean, so like if I do a live webinar, I'm just doing literally, I'm, I'm just showing my screen to my students. I'm showing exactly what I'm thinking. I'm trying to narrate, you know, my, my trades. Sometimes I do live trades. Sometimes I do Q and A. It's always a mix. I, again, I just try to be as real as possible. Some people will say I'm not professional and I say, thank you. Correct. There's so many fakes on the internet with 
teaching like, oh, I'll teach you to make a million dollars. And they just don't. I actually do have millionaire students. So it helps just showing what's actually worked for me creating millionaire students, what's actually worked for me. I actually have gone from 12,000 to 5 million. And I just try to show my mistakes too. Like yesterday, I lost a few hundred dollars on a trade. So today I just did a 30 minute video lesson or a 20 minute video lesson explaining what I did wrong and, and probably what I can do better in the future. And people love it. You know, my most popular blog posts and video lessons are when I screw up and I just talk about, you know, what I did right, what I did wrong. And how do you deal with negative feedback online? I always just uh, <laughs> confront it. And I, you know, a lot, some people say, Tim, like you're a scam or whatever. And I'm like, I, I hear these conspiracy theories, but what is the scam? You know, like no one really ever disagrees with my trading rules or my trades or my students. They just say, they just think that I'm a scam. They just want to make that assumption or they want to say that like charity is a scam. Again, there's a lot of bad eggs on the internet. People have been abused for so long. And there's a great opportunity for people in every industry just to be real. And, you know, frankly, I've been very blessed to have a lot of success, but I've also had mistakes. You know, the, my favorite chapter in my book in American Hedge Fund is when I lost $500,000 plus, not my favorite, you know, it was actually very painful, but a lot of the students love it. And that $500,000 loss made me a better teacher because I talk about it openly. So I think everyone can just be more raw, more emotional, and just be more authentic. And, and it's amazing how people will respond over time. And, and whether it's a three-hour live you know, webinar or it's a 20-minute video lesson or it's a blog post or it's one tweet, just remember to be totally and completely real and kind of treat social media as a confessional. You know, we're, we're all humans. We all make mistakes. We've all screwed up before. And when we start to talk about it openly, other people start to say, wow, you know, I've, I've done something similar like that too. And not just in trading, but like environmentally, you know, I, I used to use so much plastic. I can't tell you, you know, how irresponsible I've been in the past, but now I see what it's doing to the planet. I see the stats. So I want to do better. And I think that's kind of the beautiful thing where a lot of these charities, big charities on social media, they're very negative and they kind of shame people and they want to make them feel guilty. And, and we just don't want that. We, we want to say, look, Karmagawa is all about community. Let's try to do better as, as a race and share these photos and videos to make more people aware. Once you become aware of the problem, you usually do better. So it's, it's very similar when I'm you know, confessing about a bad stock trade, I want to do better in the future, or I'm confessing about using too much plastic, I want to do better in the future. It's crazy how similar these two businesses are. Maybe it's just in my head, but to me, it seems like two exact businesses. Did it take you long to get comfortable with that type of confessional creative work online? Yeah, for sure. You know, I, now I'm, I mean, I'm just talking to a laptop. It's kind of weird to look at from like, if you see me at a cafe and I'm just talking to my laptop and like being very intense, I definitely think that I've been able to go deeper in the past few weeks and months and, and years really after seeing the initial feedback, you know, at first it's kind of scary if you have some negativity or if you, if you made some just dumbass mistake, like sometimes I do. I've spoken at conferences where I have hecklers and most people are like, are afraid of hecklers. And I'm like, oh, please do heckle me. Let's have a conversation. And there's a video, I'll actually send it to you of me confronting one of my hecklers and everyone came up to me afterwards. They're like, how did you do it? And for me, when I share all of my mistakes, when like I have no secrets to hide, it's kind of, you know, liberating. Like you could just say anything to me. I've been on a few reality shows. I look like a jackass in my reality shows. So I have thick skin. I've just learned to be really fully blunt and transparent. That makes me the best teacher. And I think that makes me uh, the best to manage, you know, the, the social media accounts that I do. 
I like that. So where can people find more information about you, Timothy or Karmagawa? Yeah. Again, I really want people to go to uh, Instagram.com uh, slash Karmagawa. That's the main charity page. Get involved. Start looking up uh, what's happening with animals and the environment. And you know, you can look at Instagram slash Timothy Sykes or TimothySykes.com if you want to learn about the stock market and my teachings. Both of them are going to make you look at the world differently. And I think that's the, the whole goal here. You know, like, why would I trade penny stocks? Because I think there's some opportunity and I'll explain why. Why should you care about the planet? Well, I think there's a lot of opportunity to do better there. And so it's just about education and awareness for everything that I do. Okay. Timmy, I just thought of something just for the Forbes article. Uh, why did you pick a, an, you know, animals for your charity rather than another cause? So we, we started with just schools. You know, Before Timothy Sykes Foundation changed to Karmagawa Foundation, we had 15 schools. Now we have 54. Our goal is 1,000, like I said. But along the way, building the schools and going to a lot of these countries, we saw a lot of animal issues. Um, and so in South Africa, uh, we found out like how bad it was with the rhinos. So we started a whole campaign with a rhino and now we're, we're just going by you know different animals and, and different charities start contacting us. And it's kind of crazy. Like the, the Carmagawa community, people bring up different animals that need help. Uh, we're going to go to Costa Rica and we're going to actually try to save these monkeys that are getting electrocuted because in Costa Rica, there's a whole lot of development and the monkeys don't know the difference between you know a, a tree or a vine or a, a power line. So they're getting electrocuted. International Animal Rescue is a British charity that I just met with in London a few weeks ago. So we're going to go to Costa Rica, uh, try to help save these monkeys, try to help you know, teach the, the builders in Costa Rica how to create safer power lines so that the monkeys are not getting hurt. So once you start throwing stuff out there on the social media, like what you want to do, people come back to you. Like, you know, charities hit us up. People say, hey, here's an animal that needs help. Here's a great charity. And it's, it's a pretty beautiful community that we have. Our logo is an infinity sign. So we really think if we give money, if we tell stories, it comes back to us which is exactly you know, what's happening. We sell some charity merch that helps us build more schools. We've actually sold roughly $100,000 worth of charity merch. It all gets donated to building more schools, helping more animals. And then people wear the charity shirts and then they post about it on social media. So that spreads the word. It's just about getting everything out there and, and really utilizing social media kind of in a different way that I don't think any other charity or really any other teacher does. I think that there's huge amounts of potential in social media. And I know that there's a lot of negativity and they say like, don't look at your screen so much. I say, look at your screen more, just use it the right way. No, education, I think is really just getting started. I feel like we're like, you know, cavemen painting on walls right now, uh, educationally speaking with social media in the next few years, the next few decades, as there's more tools, more people, uh, more stories being told in in better formats, it's going to be an amazing, uh, amazing few years. I like that. Okay. Well, it's great to talk to you today, Timothy. I'll, I'll be in touch in a few weeks with a draft. Have a nice day. Bye. Oh, man. Thanks again. Cheers. I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. If you did, please leave a rating on the iTunes store. And if you want to accomplish more with your writing, please visit becomearitertoday.com forward slash join and I'll send you a free email course. Thanks for listening.